Recorded live. Welcome, everyone, to our discussion call for Chart Reading Like a Pro. Um, I was just reflecting on how Mercury's been playing with us (laughs) during the last little bit. I'm sure that'll come up sometime during our discussion here today. But, Kim, uh, tell us what we're on. What are we discussing? I know we changed order because we're doing reading a friend's birthday chart, right? That's right. We we changed order because uh, it was my birthday. <laughs> Happy <laughs> birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it feels like it's been a year. A year's worth of stuff has happened since my birthday. So, um, But, yes, this is, um, this is our discussion where we're going to talk about actually reading these charts. So I'd like you guys to get some hands-on experience because... Again, when we look at the charts, and and, uh, we never read the solar chart in isolation, okay? It's just a transit chart by itself. It's got nothing on it that says anything about you until you put it side by side or overlay it like transits uh, to your natal. So like a progressions chart, uh, it's always read back to the natal. So it's never looked at completely in isolation. Always relate it back to the natal. That was the big thing that I wanted to say, which I don't know if I brought up. This is Michael. Last time, because we started, last time we just started with transits and we thought, okay, let's start, let's look at Jupiter, let's look at this and that. Um, So read them together. You can read them side by side. You can also just lay the solar return plotted around the natal like a transit chart. And uh, I like to see it. Uh, as its own chart because there are things about it uh, not not only as a, not specifically a standalone but uh, there are a couple of things that I like to have jump out at me which we didn't uh, go through in our talk because I wanted to save it for this practice so uh, yeah that's where we're at so today we're just going to be totally hands-on and I want us to jump in with examples so what you guys, we'll start with you guys on the call. If we run out there, we'll start using um, other people <laughs> that are in the group that didn't make the call. Uh, but the first thing I want you to do is have uh, your link to your natal chart and the link to your solar return chart and put your hand up. Let's start looking. Unless you have any burning questions, I think I just answered one uh, because I got a few emails about do we look at them alone, do we look at them side by side, how do we, you know, uh, so I think I just answered that. But if there's any other questions that you want to uh, hit me with first before we start, let's go. Yeah, Kim, we, um, this is Michael. Should we be doing our uh, solar return for where we're living or where we were born? Yeah, really good question. And because I have lived for the last uh, 35 years or something um, on the other side of the world from where I'm born, I've uh, this question probably comes up in my mind every year, <laughs> but the the standard that I tell people because we have to start somewhere. Uh, the first thing I do is say, do it for your home place. And if you're like Jeanette, you're sweet <laughs> because she's living in her uh, hometown. If you're like me, there's always that question because you will find astrologers that. Uh, will relocate the solar return. 
And usually when they do that, they will also relocate the natal. So they're looking at a relocation natal and a re- to a relocation solar return. Uh, oh. If you, yeah, if you all know what a relocation chart is, if you live a long, oh. long way from home or even, you know, 100 miles from home, you can relocate your chart. Now, it doesn't take over. It doesn't supersede the natal chart, but it, uh, you look at it as your kind of mobile home chart. It's your <laughs> where I'm at right now chart, uh, and uh, it shifts. It won't change usually the planets. Uh, it won't change any of the planets, but it will shift the ascendant in the midheaven. It turns the dial a little bit, and as you turn that dial, you get a reflection. Because remember, the houses are your environments. It's the ground you're standing on. It's where you're at. So when you're standing on ground uh, that's different from your home ground, uh, especially for a long time, you start to experience that ground differently. It has different things to offer you. Uh, We can do a whole call on relocation. That'll be really fun. We might do an Align with the Stars call with that and get a lot of people who are living in their hometowns and explore it. But uh, to, to, I wish I could give you something really definitive and say, yes, always do it this way or always do it that way. But I would say start with the natal chart, not relocated. Do the soul return for your hometown. Get comfortable with that. And then as you become more um, versed in reading the soul return chart and uh, getting a feel for it, play with the relocation. You can... Um, relocate the solar return and do it against the natal, or you can relocate the solar return and the natal. But our goal with this course, of course, is to <laughs> keep it simple. Don't get anybody's eyes glazing in the first 10 minutes, so I might erect that for this call. <laughs> but um, <laughs> does that help you, Michael? It's yes, not, it does. There's Thank not you a definitive thing. You talk to 10 astrologers, you might get 10 different opinions on it. So. Kim, I had a question. It's Janet. Um, this is just for clarif- this is just for clarification, so I make sure I understood it. But um, from on the recording, you talked about um, uh, with the intercepted uh, when there's interception that something begins to activate halfway through the year. That, so that's the that's what makes it activate halfway through the year is the fact that it's intercepted. It's not some unique property of that particular sign. Is that right? No, yes, that's right. And it's a this is a, what I was taught. Um, in terms of reading solar returns, and it seems to be incredibly true, it doesn't, it's not always halfway through the year, but you think of it as when you look at that intercepted house, you can show us an example uh, when you pop yours up, but you, if you, you've got, I know you have them in the natal, yeah. but yeah, intercepted yeah, in I have everywhere. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, so um, you do, we'll look at that, but it seems to take time, right? Uh, the passage of time to get from that sign on the cusp into that intercepted house. And we generally say partway through the year, I find myself saying, you know, a little ways into the year, but I'll give them, I'll say, if it's, uh, if Libra's, um, or if they're a Libra, I'll say around the time of Aries, right? So they've gone six months kind of into their return. So they don't get all anxious about waiting for whatever the heck this thing's going to happen. (laughs) So you don't want to ever make Yes. Yeah. The, the goal with reading the solar return is to give, well, for starters, to give this kind of boost to pre-paving, and you want people to be excited about it, but not, you know, anxious, anticipatory. So yeah. 
uh, Saturn's intercepted in uh, a certain a seventh house, and um, you don't want to think, oh, you know, clock's ticking. What's going to happen when I see, you know, when Saturn wakes up in my seventh? You might sign a contract. You know, you might uh, get married. You might, you know. So <laughs> the, the idea is to always support the friend or the client, the birthday girl or boy, in positive prepaving. <laughs> Keep that. That's like really important yeah. because we can. Holy cow! Can you imagine on your birthday you go to an astrologer and uh, they look at your chart and they go, "Oh boy, they're staying in the bed for this year." <laughs> and how are you going to prepave your ass out of that one? You know? uh, oh no my! That was me. Um, oh, really? Because I, I have um, I have interceptions in the 2015 solar return, but I'm actually going to be working with. I haven't done the homework yet, um, but I'm going to be working with the 2014 because my birthday's in October, so. It seems oh, right. possible for the year I'm in rather than the one that's going to happen in another six months. <laughs> yeah, cool. Well, you will have yeah. some objectivity there because you're already more than halfway through that year. So you might yeah. uh, see, wow, so what has been the big shift in that, you know, intercepted house and so forth? You might, yeah. I would get, be guessing you've seen that shift already that you would I, have Well, I don't, I, I, looking at the 2014, I don't, I don't think I've got interceptions. It's a bit messy oh, to look okay, at, but but the next year I do. I've done the one for 2015 as well, and I looked at it and went, oh, I've got interceptions and duplications. So uh, thank you for that. That's great. Okay, good. Cool. All righty um, Are we good? Kim, I'm interested in looking at that interception as well. Um, I have interception. It's Marilyn here. I have interception in the first house, which is, I don't have any interceptions in my um, natal chart. So, well, let's pop um, your, your natal chart and your solar return chart up so we can all look at them and we'll just um, we'll all have a go at uh, what we can what we can glean. I put you have links there. Okay. Yeah. Do you did, did you put oh you put both on the same page? Okay, I'm going to have to make I, my screen bigger. <laughs> That's fine. Oh crumb! Might have to click the right button. There we go. All right. Yeah, I can read it. I can read it. Okay, everybody. So let's get really clear. The chart on the left is the natal chart. I know you're Gemini rising. And the chart on the right is the solar return, which will begin in September. So that's your September solar return chart uh, this year's uh, birthday. All right. So given what we gleaned from last week. Who wants to just jump in and just say one thing about this uh, the solar return from Marilyn? What would you what would you think about her uh, suggestions for prepaving or areas that, that pop up? What pops up for you? Anybody? This is, this is Jeanette. The first thing that comes to mind for me is this: it looks like a good year to focus on yourself with that sun in the first house. Beautiful. Yeah, it's something that seemingly simple it kind of encapsulates this entire <laughs> solar return chart, doesn't it? We got Leo rising, we've got Mars and and Venus on the ascendant. We got Mars uh, particularly rising, uh, who's ruled by Aries, and uh, then we have this lovely stellium in Virgo. So yes, it's going to be a year to look at 
oneself, and it starts out, because this is where the interception is, so we can talk about that. Uh, it starts out very, um, I, I want to say flamboyant. There's a feeling of uh, confidence boost and energy, and it's very sexy. Does anyone remember how I said when Mars and Venus are in the same sign? Yeah, I was referring to natal chart, but um, anytime we see that, there is this uh, sexy, mexy energy in the air. It's char- charismatic. It's... Um, <laughs> It's hot, right? Yeah, it's a year where you're kind of a little bit on fire. And it's more grounded. We, I see this solar return chart as being more grounded because not only the uh, strong Earth emphasis, but it has a fixed sign. Uh, see, Gemini's on the midheaven, but it has fixed sign on the ascendant. So people will see her more fixed, which uh, means just uh, more solid, more follow-through, more uh, staying the course, more willing to stay the course, as long as that's the course that your heart is into. Uh, Where Gemini, uh, it can, I'm not going to say scattered, remember I am a Gemini, Um, but it's so multitaskable, it's so curious and interested in so many different things that it it can spread the energy thin. And you can see in her natal chart, just with the pattern, there's a lot more going on in a lot more houses where this year coming up, we see the solar return. We've got the grounded Leo rising, and we have uh, stellium in the first house. There's a strong focus there. And uh, the nice oppositions, which give objectivity and some strength there from from Saturn. So... Yes, good point, good point. So just to go on, does anyone have, want to have a stab at the interceptions from what I've said? Don't, you don't have to get fancy, just a single sentence about how that might be. If the focus is going to be strongly on the self and self-development and how um, she presents herself to the world and being who you are, just really living for yourself this year, not what other people expect or not you know, how, who you want to help and so forth. It's about self, self-development, self your own personal bliss and joy, and how do you follow that. So if we start the year in that with a kind of a Leo flamboyance, where does that, where does that take her with that intercepted Virgo? Anybody have any ideas? Detailed creativity. Oh, Nice. Yeah, it's real intricate, doesn't it feel? Like uh, whatever the creative project that was uh, sparked and launched with the beginning of the year, she, you can see her getting really into it, getting really busy with it, organized, and super, super detailed. And it is creative. And look at the, notice the uh, lunar phase of the solar return you guys when you look at them and you'll see here we've got a new moon it's just uh dark before the new moon and that's very focused energy if virgo wasn't focused enough you put the sun and the moon together and you've got you know super focused yeah yeah uh now what would you say about because we also have uh when with uh, virgo intercepted that also means that course Pisces the opposite sign is going to be intercepted in the opposite house so what could you say about her approach 
into relationships this coming year? How does it start? So it starts very, and then it gets watery really quick. So I think uh, toward the middle of the year, she should take up swimming. No, I was thinking it's in the you know in the house of partners. I was thinking, what better place to meet somebody? You're swimming together. You're already in your bathing suit, so you know they know exactly what you're like. You you know both. Yeah. And it might <laughs> of uh, um you know illusion too, or maybe just fantasy. But looks good. I think it's exciting, but I'm prejudiced. Yeah, no, it's good. See, this is what I mean about helping someone prepaid because of, um, an air, someone who's, you know, Gemini rising and and uh, Virgo sun might look at that Pisces in there and, and they might think, oh, you know, am I going to go out to lunch in this area of life? Am I going to? And so you help them with this, wow, you know, this is an area where, you just flow and you let go and you connect and uh, allow and all those things. But it starts out a bit more Aquarian. So Aquarius can be uh, more, uh, again, it's fixed sign and can have some very fixed ideas about what they believe is should or could ever unfold in this area of life. And uh, then we move into Pisces. And I see it personally as a potential for just falling absolutely head over heels in love. You can get this kind of thing. And you waltz into it with this kind of knowing. I know myself, right? And I know where I stand. And I, you know, I know all my... And then it's like, wham! (laughs) Especially when you have Mars and Venus conjunct on the ascendant, you know, because other people are going to be drawn like a magnet. So, yeah. I'd be prepaving through any... If I had any uh, preconceived ideas about relationship, I'd be prepaving those to just melt away and be open to infinite possibilities. Does, does that help? Um, I hope that helps. Just a little example with the with the interception. Uh, okay, do we have... Uh, uh, let's keep looking at charts. This is super fun. Thank you, Kim. That's great. Yeah, You're welcome. Cool. Well, Kim, I put my chart number in there, but it's it wasn't the chart that I redid to be less complicated. So if you look at it, I apologize. Oh, okay. Did you redo one? I I, mean, I, I redid I one, but I found one into into the um, chart gallery. Oh, what's <laughs> that? Okay, I'm going to blame this. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we don't have to assign blame. We can just, <laughs> but yeah. If we go back to uh, the chart style uh, recommendations for the course, yeah, to keep the keep the asteroids out and keep it simple because we're just zeroing in on the basics here and and trying to keep it uh, that way. Now, Quilly, do we have a link to your natal yeah, chart? Yeah, seventy. Oh, beautiful. See? Yeah. Kim, where do you find the numbers? Just while you're at it. Oh, okay. Now, I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to show you. I'm just going to pop this in the tray. And if you look at the – oh, are you looking at the chat? Can you see the chat? I can't see the chat, no, because it gives oh, me okay, a double audio. That. It's the last 
uh, in the link, when you're looking at a link in the gallery, it's going to yeah. be good vibe astrology, blah, backslash, blah, blah. And then it says IMG image ID equals. This is the last uh, symbols, uh, last letters in the link oh, in the yeah. URL. Okay. Yeah, and it, it says equals, and it's got a number. And that's the number that we're talking about. So you can just backspace out what we just looked at and type 70. And mm-hmm. then... It's 970, okay, actually. Yeah. What is it? 970. Right. Yeah. Don't touch yeah, it. I, I just found found it now that's something cool. completely different. <laughs> Whoa, what's happening? I didn't hear the nine. Um, okay, so we've got 970 and... Um, oh, wow, that's busy. Oh, no, so <laughs> what's the number? That's what I meant. What's the number for your natal chart? Oh, mine? Um, hang on. I got that, too. It's 606. 601. Okay, thank you. Six or one. So you need both. Remember, you're going to need a, a have a, uh, a browser window open for both of these charts. Let me pull that out so I can see it side by side. Oops. There's your natal. And there's the solar turn up. Make it smaller. Okay. Now, all right, everyone. Who wants to jump in? <laughs> Find one little thing to start with. One Jupiter in the two. first. <laughs> Intercepted. <laughs> Ooh, good one, Janet. Yeah. yeah. We're, on the, we're on the needle chart? No, it's solar return. Oh, solar oh. return chart. Hold on. Let me yeah. Okay, so in... Eighth house. Wait, hang on. Is that... Uh, I have to make it bigger again. <laughs> I think you're is that intercepted though? I think we've got three degrees of Leo rising, and Jupiter's in Leo, so that's Jupiter's not intercepted. Right. I'm just checking right. to see, but, but 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 Taurus and Scorpio are intercepted in the tenth uh, and fourth. Is that correct? Yeah, because the mid-heaven is Aries, but the 11th house cusp is Gemini. These chart <laughs> styles don't make the interceptions jump out as easily um, as some other programs do. But, yeah, so... Kim, sorry, yeah. I missed what, what you mean by interception. Sorry, I'm a okay. bit lost. Is this, the, is this the natal we're talking about, Quilly's natal? No, we're looking at... Pardon? We're looking at both charts. We're looking at the, uh, we have them uh, both charts up, her natal chart and then her solar return because we always look at the solar return back in relationship to the natal. And when we talk about interceptions, we're talking about houses that contain the entire 30 degrees of a sign. So in the case of... Are, are you looking at her solar return right now? So we can. Yeah. Okay, so just it's good to be clear for anyone on the recording that's still going, what the heck is she talking about? Um, yeah. So the, on the midheaven, the 10th house cusp, we see we have 23 degrees of Aries, and yeah. we go into the house and then we have Taurus, but the entire 30 degrees of Taurus is contained in that 10th house. Then on the cusp of the 11th, we have a couple degrees um, of. Gemini. Okay, yeah, I see that. Right, and uh, which is going to give us duplicated. 
Okay. What was what was stellium? Pardon? A stellium is when you have a grouping of uh, some say three or more, some say four or more planets in a house or planets okay. in a sign. Okay. So that's cool. the, if they could kind of spill over um, a couple uh, two houses um, and still be a stellium. So it's a group. It's a grouping. Okay. So tight cool. grouping. Right. Thank you. Good. Good. Thank you for helping us get clear on these things. Uh, all right, so Jupiter is a really fun way to begin, and we talked about this in the recording. And uh, so, yeah, what would you what would you say about that Jupiter? Janet, well, you're the one. Lots, but yeah. lots of creativity and kind of it's very because it's in the first, it's out there, and uh, so that so there's that. I don't know. I just want to say it starts with a bang. <laughs> yeah, no, I like that. Lots of um, lots of uh, creativity out there, not just creativity in sort of kept inside. You're showing the world, aren't you? I mean, the world yeah. is yeah. you. It's just like uh, the chart we just looked at. It's just like Maryland's because we have uh, the Leo rising, and they'll respond to it in different ways. But if we look back. At the natal, we think, okay, what's her normal MO or her comfortable MO is Capricorn rising. And and then there's Leo. And uh, so what does that feel like? It's like suddenly maybe she's getting a lot more attention, a lot more attention maybe for her art or for herself. Suddenly in the spotlight, it's it's kind of uncomfortable. (laughs) Right, suddenly in the spotlight. Exactly. So... I was just going to say, and because that, um, because uh, I, I, my brain's not awake yet, so I was looking at it backwards. Of course, it's it's not intercepted; it's duplicated. So, um, she's also got second house Leo in her solar return. So there's money coming in from that burst of creativity. Yeah, yeah nice. That's a really, really nice one. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the, <laughs> the connection between the duplicated signs. So. Uh, what you're doing in that first uh, degrees of Leo has results directly in the next house, which is the second. So at, uh, the feeling of, wow, I'm living my core values, I am uh, valued for what I'm putting out there, and I'm, you know, raking in the money. So I would be pre-paving, seriously pre-paving about comfortable in the spotlight, like thriving in the spotlight. For sure. Like somebody um, who somebody has had a really successful art show, for example. <laughs> that would be an example. That would be a really good example. Oh yeah. <laughs> Very nice. What's Quilly's natal chart number, please? Six seventy one. Thank I you. Think, no, I thought it was was it six zero one. Six zero one. Six zero one. Thanks. Sorry. All right, there's another really cool thing that you can do that I don't think we got this on the first recording that you can do with the the sign that is rising in the solar return house uh, chart. Sorry, (laughs) the sign that's rising. So we've in this example we have Leo rising. Go back to the natal and (laughs) see. (laughs) Okay, so all right, what? (laughs) So the the natal is the. That's okay. Natal's the 601, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, so we go back to the natal chart, 
and we look at what house cusp Leo is sitting on. And we know for the year that house is going to be of first house importance <laughs> because it's the first yeah. house in the solar return chart. Okay, you can all do that with any solar return. You can use that at, um, at, at any point to just get a feel for, okay, so what does come to the foreground? And it's super interesting because when you have Leo, can everybody see where Leo is on her natal chart, what mm-hmm. house cusp it sits on? Yeah. Yeah. Eight. Eight, exactly. So we know right away that, I mean, eighth house is, Scorpio's house is kind of where we like to hide or keep things, you know, contained. So having her Leo out in the world is going to be even a bigger deal, um, not just because she's Kathy rising MO naturally, natally, but uh, because this is uh, some of the fire that has been um, um, not, I'm guessing, not so much contained, but attributed to others. Others have all this creative flame. Um, and I can support them in that. <laughs> but this year, it's like it's your creative flame, your fire, your attention, your, you know, your. Yeah. 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 So I, would, I would be prepaving, uh, getting super comfortable with um, with that energy. That's a really uh, good way to to start. Yeah, but this happened my art this month. It's weird. Just out of, yeah, I have to give a talk. And cool. I, you know what I've been thinking, though, that's so funny? I and I think I'm going to like it when they hand me that microphone. I think I'm going to get up and do, you know, a, a minute to stand up for them. <laughs> I think so, too. <laughs> because you've got this, this has your back. Think about how amazingly the solar returns. Uh, has your back and you tap into where you have that um, that energy in your natal chart and again you prepave you prepave for this okay looking at Kim is all of that big lineup there in house number nine well it is it is it's really strong in a lot of Aries and it all uh, it's heading very strongly to the Aries uh, midheaven so all this, uh, exp- well, who who wants to say something about this? I don't. I want you guys to have stabs at this. <laughs> what, do, what do we think about the ninth house? Where What's kind of a key thing that happens in the ninth house? Is, is it all like what's happening right in front of you, or is it expanding into the unknown? Travel and higher education and um, that spirit of exploration. It's something new coming. (laughs) Yeah, it's the spirit of exploration. It's going. Remember in old school, you know, olden days it was long journeys where the third house was short journeys. And then we got jet travel and we thought, well, how long does a journey have to be? Because we can get anywhere in 24 hours or less. And they realize that these are journeys to places you've never been before. It's explorations into the unknown, new horizons. So we got a lot of focus there. And again, we've got the uh, Mars and Venus conjunction almost exactly. Um, it's your close. Imagine it's your closest. It's off by seven minutes. It's uh, very tight. They're in Aries. Uh, what's that word? Go getter. 
<laughs> She's a go-getter. There's songs about what Quilly will be like. <laughs> so that's, that's a lot. And also look at the uh, Uranus-Moon conjunction there. Uh, this is a person who's not afraid to blast through old habits and patterns and, <laughs> and all leading to Aries on the midheaven. Now, do you remember what I was saying about uh, where Aries is in the solar return chart? We, do you remember what we might do? It's kind of uh, we're in the Aries area of the solar return. What does it indicate? A new beginning. Yeah, it's where we start something new, new adventure. And it's on the midheaven, so that's career, mission, profession, calling. So it may not be a completely new calling, but it's expressing that in a new way. It's new for you. Like you haven't had this kind of experience with your mission in life as you do this year. I think it's going to take you away from home. That's just kind of a hunch with the Uranus-Moon conjunction and your mm. your natal uh, Aries is your fourth house cusp. So, uh, yeah, they're upside down. Mm. The, the, the in yeah the um, midheaven line is so yeah yeah. So I would be prepaving. Like if that was me, I'm just thinking. Okay, oh, God, something because only because personally, I'm not a big fan of travel, and like I would interpret it a different way. I would be thinking. Um, okay, I'm going to be exploring publishing or to maybe get another degree or do a, you know, whatever. Uh, I would find a way to get okay with that and uh, excited about it. And this is what we want to do. We want to, there's so many ways for these symbols to unfold. Um, but I'm not a big fan of leaving the home base. So, you know, I think would... that the internet is considered long distance travel because you're going all around the world, even if you're well, on the... Yes. Yeah, if you're going places you've never been before, if you're going to the same forum or the same spots that you've been going for ages, it's that's third house. That's third house. But you do have North Node in the third house, so I think you're taking familiarity with you as you expand out. But the, the idea I want to get back to is <clears throat> help your person prepay for what excites them the most. And if they know a little bit of astrology, which a lot of people do, and they think, oh, you know, I, it's, I'm going to move, I'm going to have to leave home, and I don't like that idea, then you want to obviously not go into that. We don't want to prepay panic in the home. We want to prepay <laughs> excitement there. And uh, um, I love change, and I love expansion, and even better Holy cow, what a good place for that even better mantra. Mm. Well, I looked at my solar return and uh, told me, she says, ooh, uh, Pluto in the sixth, you better go to the doctor. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So what would be, what other, what could you prepay? You guys, what could you recommend Quilly prepave if you see Pluto, the planet of change and transformation and renewal from the ground up in the sixth house of health of the body, physical, fitness, diet, pet, yeah, oh, I would assume gadget. that it I would assume that 
uh, there's going to be some sort of tremendously beneficial change in your habits or your routine. It doesn't necessarily indicate doctor to me at all. To me, it says things are about to get really good. So I would be, I would be trusting whatever inspirations I got around um, uh, whatever it might be. I, I, ha- I had some recent inspirations my own self, so I know how easy they can be to question. But with that position there, I would be trusting whatever crossed my radar that that might seem like a you know a pretty big uh, change for me. That makes sense. Also, with the uh, asteroid series there, I know we're not doing asteroids normally, but um, I, I, the whole nurturing of the self, I think, is really important as well um, during these transformations. That's a, yeah, that's a good point. That's nice. Uh, so we got to, we have this idea of tremendous change and transformation, and it can be in the basic, you know, habits, um, and or it could be health and fitness routine, or it could be just in your some of the rituals and ways that you uh, approach life in the way that you feel that you serve others or uh, give to the world. So, uh, yeah, doesn't. I suppose if you went blindly through and inspiration was saying, uh, change up here, you know, let's this re completely reconfigure our pro- approach in this area of life and do a um, something uh, full on, it, it, because it seems Pluto areas seem like revol- just uh, kind of a complete um, disruption of old ways. And from the outside, people think, "Wow, you're really changing there." And uh, yeah. but if we resist that if it's in the sixth house then yeah it does it comes that we resist anything anywhere the first point of um, uh, contact is through the body we'll be talking about that next week Uh, but the body cops whatever we resist pretty strongly and uh, so transformation would be good I'm all for it yeah Uh, great so you want to prepay for that it seems like, okay, if I had any habits that I wasn't super freaking fond of regarding my body or health, <laughs> I would know this is the time that I'm going to be successful at dropping them or engaging oh, new ones. So true. <laughs> I wouldn't even need a doctor. There are no doctors necessary. The stars got me covered this month or this period. Year, yes, yeah. I'd go with that. <laughs> and Pluto comes to the first house in the um, um, uh, in the natal chart yeah but in the the chart yeah Yeah. so it'll be very present well yeah Pluto's ban and this is another that's a good point because we look at another thing we can do is take the solar return chart and ask ourselves what planet in the solar return chart is rising if we put it over there in the natal. So if we plotted it like a transit chart, uh, in her case, we would take basically anything in Capricorn or if she had late Sagittarius, and we'd pull that out of the solar return and we'd plot it on the outside of the wheel in the natal chart. And, of course, she's had Pluto on the ascendant, you know, near the ascendant for so long. She doesn't remember what life was like before Pluto got there. And uh, so she's all about the transformation. <laughs> and it is the first house, and it is very uh, on a very personal, basic level. So in this year, the Pluto transformation that she lives 
uh, and breathe as uh, Pluto is just slowly moving off the conjunction of the Ascendant and heading to Venus is going to be um, via sixth house activities, the body, the health of the body, fitness, the patterns, the daily routine. I'm still thinking a really cool, amazing, magical pet comes Mm. into her life that she wasn't Mm. expecting. That might be me just projecting desires, but <laughs> I think that's what's going to happen. Like a, a, what? a familiar. Definition of a familiar. A it's in the sixth house. It's going to be, it's magic. It's going to be, yeah, yeah, familiar. Yeah. Anything you touch there is super magic, huh? Kim, yeah. I, just, yeah. just in terms of, I really like that idea of looking at the, what planet is rising. And when I look at my, uh, my you know, when I'm looking at that for myself, there's nothing, <laughs> nothing no, within Kui, a Taurus, or yeah, yeah. There's never nothing. <laughs> but come on, and let's put your uh, natal and solar return up, and let's have a look. Okay. Um, we have put them in the. Off. Yeah, I've just put. I'll put it. Uh, the the solar returns at nine seven seven. Okay. And I've just I've just done a natal with all the same. Uh, uh, you know, with um, Chiron and. Part of Fortune oh, at nine seven two okay. as well. Oh, awesome! How cool are you guys popping up these numbers? I love it. I know <laughs> this is such a fun call. We get I love it. Fingertips right on the information right when we yeah. Want it. And Mercury's retrograde. We go back to a, a basic tenant, and we're rocking it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these are beautiful. Very clean. Very nice. Um, okay, so you're. Well, let's just answer that question because there's a little teeny, weeny, weeny thing that you are maybe not seeing, and maybe somebody else can see. What What is it? You were just. What were you going to say? I was just going to say, are you talking about the midheaven? Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh gosh, how funny! I was looking for planets. So. Wait, wait. So wait. Remind is... me, Janet's question. She said, uh, "What was it that Janet said she didn't have?" Oh. Well, it was about the Kim had said, you know, to to look for what planet is rising. Uh, so, so if I go to my natal chart, my my ascendant is at 20 Taurus. So then I go to the solar return chart and look to 20 Taurus to see if there's anything interesting happening. And I just looked at it and went, oh, there's no planets anyway. I mean, Uranus is like way, way, way away in Aries. It's the closest thing. And then Kim, <laughs> Kim the mid heaven went, uh, hello. And yeah, yeah there's mid heaven. Happening. Okay, so this, yeah, close. your mid heaven is uh, is rising, and that's really cool. It, also, here this is a good time to mention that a rising when we consider a rising planet, we're going to look at the next planet to rise. So Uranus has already risen, right? Because he's up there, um, well and truly yeah. in twelve. And no matter how far back. You go in the zodiac. Um, I'm talking counterclockwise in the solar return chart. Doesn't matter how far back you go, it's the next planet to rise. So, can anyone see what the next planet to rise will be? Are we talking Jupiter? Yes, we're talking very good. Okay, if you guys are on the ball, I love it. Jupiter, yes. So Jupiter, it's not right away. Oh. You're not going to feel it. Um, oh, this is, okay, you didn't feel it. 
Yeah, you yeah. This is a part of last year. When it, when it happened, when the birthday year uh, happened, but I would think you'd be starting to feel that now, that Jupiter, that feeling of Jupiter on uh, rising, um, even though it's, you know, houses away from... Um, from oh you get your this is a Jupiter return here too. You will have your uh, Jupiter oh. return before. Wow. Okay. So and it this Jupiter return yeah. is going to be in like August ish. Oh, that's yeah. cool. That is yeah. so cool. <laughs> I, I just realized like, your Jupiter your Jupiter's on my ascendant all the time. That's why you're so wonderful for my. <laughs> you're always uh, yeah. There is for expansion and uh, megaphone around me. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I like no, that. So I just, that's popped in. That's really interesting because I, I have, I have to say, when I was looking at this, I was kind of going. I mean, I hadn't picked up on the Jupiter rising thing at all. I, I, I didn't. I hadn't got that bit. But um, I'd been looking at this and kind of going. I was. I found myself having to make an argument for. You know, I I, I missed my opportunity for pre-paving because I didn't look at this at the time, and so I really like the idea that there is something coming up in or you know in the, something that hasn't, or maybe that I'm getting the beginnings of it. I mean, obviously, a new website is a is a is a powerful expression mm. of expansion. Um, but yeah, I like the idea that there's something where I can kind of go, ooh, I, I can do some really, really powerful pre-paving for, uh, for expansion and surfing that ride. I love Maybe it. Thank you. Maybe that's because the Jupiter is already resonating to you. Mm. Oh, no, I don't want to feel that. <laughs> I'm not telling that story. I like the story that's going to come. <laughs> it's also activating um, the uh, fifth house. The Pluto Jupiter conjunction in uh, Janet's fifth house. That's super duper expensive creativity. Yeah, thank you, Marilyn, because it brings the uh, fifth house to the center. Remember, I said whatever is rising, whatever sign is rising in the solar return chart, we go to the natal chart and look for what, what house cusp that sign is on so it, in her case it's the fifth and it makes the fifth house a first house importance for the year so it kind of it's making her a again a leo is this our third leo rising in yeah, the solar return what's happening what the heck okay that's pretty interesting um, thank you all for <laughs> being consistent because it's you know it's happening in kind of different ways. But yes, so that's the fifth house that comes to the foreground. So in all these uh, charts that we've just looked at, we've had Leo rising and we've had this sense of confidence and out there and this desire to really express in the spotlight in new ways. And it's bringing different houses to the foreground. In in Quilly's case, it's eighth house stuff. That comes, I choked when I said 8,000 stuff. There's 8,000 stuff that comes in the foreground. And Marilyn, what house was your Leo house? That was your third house, I think. I think it's your uh, third. Yeah. Of, it's, yeah, so it's writing good. and communication and all that stuff, if it's, if it's third. Or was it second? Okay, I can't remember. But um, I think it's your natal third because really? you're Gemini, yeah. Gemini rising. Um, and in this case, we've got the fifth 
house. So we can see these subtle differences of what energy is coming up there. And Jeanette, can you just, before we pass this by, can you speak to the idea of pre-paving or getting excited about what's coming up? It's never too late, is it? Oh, my goodness. We can even re Yeah. Yes. We cannot just pre-pave. We can repave after the fact because this whole time thing's an illusion. Mm. So there's no such thing as a missed opportunity. And and this is trippy, you guys, but I've practiced this with stuff that's already happened, like years ago, devastatingly bad, and um, thought about it differently. And I got to say it was Lynn McTaggart uh, who introduced me to this idea uh but yeah you can transport yourself to a whole different reality uh when you are willing and a lot of people aren't because a lot of people think what's done is done and that's how it is and if someone was doing it with attachment that's not going to be most powerful either but yeah this is way more fluid than we've ever really played with so Mm -hmm. even after i send out a newsletter or i publish a post or i've or, you know, you've already done the interview for the job. It is never too late to go back and um, and visit with the reality that you prefer. Universe knows how to put it all together. There's no such thing as, uh, you know, hands tied, done deal, can't do it. I like that. Jeanette, I yeah. love that reminder. Thank you so much for that because I've done it myself. <laughs> I've mm-hmm. repaved in the past and it's like, so it's kind of I'm laughing because yeah. of that, because I had that such a strong reaction of going no 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 it can't be too late and it's like hello good reminder <laughs> thank you for mm-hmm. that <laughs> although my mm. chart isn't showing up um, on your board my solar return progress or my solar return rising is also Leo <laughs> wow <laughs> and in that solar return my son Mercury and Saturn are all in Sag in my fifth house. Wow. 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 That's going to be awesome on your, uh, for your uh, creative expression. What wow. house, yeah. what's your Leo house in your natal chart? I know we have your natal my chart. My 11th. Okay. So you're, this, lots of possibilities there, but you get to, you start thinking about um, group uh, collaborations or group mm-hmm. um artistic collaborations, that sort of thing, working in. Ah, art with friends. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. I like it. Okay, uh, while we're looking at Janet, does anyone else see something that jumps out or that they want to? Where do we see a stellium, a really strong activity in her chart, in her solar return? Yeah. Third house. Third house. Third. Mm. Well, you've got Venus conjunct in the third, and then Mercury there. Yeah, and the North Node. North Node. Wow. Yeah, all in Libra. Sorry, go on. No, you say. You're still here. I was going to say, so uh, uh, that's really interesting to me because I've done some copywriting this year um, rather than creative writing, but more copywriting um, that was, it was like pulling teeth to get it out, but it was, I was so pleased with it um, all for the new website. And the one thing that people have consistently said to me with the new site, 
is the people who know me have said that my tone shines through, which it never has before. Ah, uh, so your voice, yeah, your voice is really coming out. And doesn't yeah. that make sense? That we, the voice, honestly, yeah. what you have to say in your your way and uh, your style and your voice, with that happening in the third house, it's unmistakable. And this year is not over yet. And there could yeah. be more voice. You may have uh, recording. I don't know. Um, you you could have recordings on your website. Uh, there are just I, different yeah. ways. Of, of, of using your voice and getting it out there. There could be sample, uh, because it's in Libra, and we always think of, you know, back and forth across the table, two, you know, a um, conversation going on, that you could have little sample, uh, live consult samples, uh, or, I don't know, there's, the mind goes into a lot of places here. But, you, oh, you might be asked to do guest posts. I did yeah. not look at your solar <laughs> I just, you guys, a, a week ago or something, because I'm running this little um, steps to publication uh, series on my um, uh, on my blog, and I started to ask Which is some awesome. people. Yeah. Pardon? Sorry, Kim. Sorry, Kim. And and I've uh, asked. Janet, if she'd like to do a, uh, well, I don't know, I was thinking at first like brain science approach to, you know, getting the mindset going of being a writer and being a, uh, being a published author and so forth, but oh my God, it could go a million ways. Anyway, I asked her, it's that kind of thing you'll get asked more to speak because with this kind of, uh, what you want to prepave here is the idea that people want to hear what I have to say and people want my voice. My voice has... Uh, impact and your voice in particular with all that Libra going on it's very charming it's very convincing and uh, uh, people are very receptive to it and it uh, it takes you where you want to go so yeah well and thank you okay I'm not quite one more thing I want to say is because (laughs) in her natal chart all her Libra is intercepted this is kind of an inverse way of looking at it. It's all intercepted, and so normally, and she has to kind of go through Virgo things to get to her, uh, her Mars and Mercury and Sun and Neptune. Uh, she has to go through that Virgo to get there. This year, she hasn't got to go through nothing. It's all there. It's in the third house, and the ability to express to, through the written and spoken word who she is. Uh, is, is so much more accessible. Charismatic. That, it's, very, it's charismatic. It's engaging. It's charming. And it's at her fingertips. And Virgo is not there questioning everything that's about to come out of her mouth. <laughs> 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 oh Which my is gosh. not always a bad thing. I mean, it can be really handy to have the little, you know, questioner, but it's, it might be. <laughs> You know, it's nice to have a break. <laughs> Is it kind of uh, like um, the Virgo aspect that she's already done her homework and her preparation? What Say that again, Michael. Is it possible that, you know, the Virgo proceeding um, has been that she's already done her homework? She's already done her preparation. That's the feeling. That's the feeling. Uh-huh. That's what you prepay. That's a really good... Uh, 
uh, access to to a new affirmation is I you know I've got this I've done that work I know what I'm putting out there you know my stuff rocks and just really amp- amping it up that way they're um, absolutely it's just a, it's oh, symbolically saying this stuff is more accessible to more to more people. I love this and thank you well first of all thank you Kim for the guest post thing I, I yes <laughs> I'm definitely doing it um but uh, yeah that sense of uh, and Michael thank you so much because that that is exa- exactly what it feels like it feels like I fe- feel free to say things in a really bold way that I've never really felt able to do before I've always felt that I had to kind of not justify it but basically make sure that I had the you know, you can believe me because X, Y, and Z, whereas now I'm just kind of going, this works. <laughs> just <do> yeah. this. <laughs> That's a perfect example because you become mm. your own authority. Cardinal signs uh, very much their own authority for what they're putting out there. The mutable signs are more looking for how do we support this, and Virgo very much, how do we support this with scientific fact, and how do we, you know, what is the analysis, what is the... Um, what data do we have to back this up? So uh, it's a freedom, a feeling of freedom from that. Whenever you see the moon in in uh, the, whatever sign it's in, it shows comfort and ease with that sign. So I think you make peace with your Virgo and your Virgo, um, your Virgo values. There's a sense of peace with it there, and it's conjunct the part of fortune. So there's just peace and joy, more at ease, struggle gone. And that's true too. No, that I, you know, it's the, I'm at ease with the sense that I I like to have. You know, I do like to have this kind of sense of this. May, that, you know, that engineering approach that I have to law of attraction, where I kind of go, All right, let's look at the brain science because. Let's see if it backs it up. Yes, it does. Let's go for it. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> yeah. and I have I have felt in the past that 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 meant I wasn't quite a proper law of attraction coach or something. <laughs> if you know what I mean. It's like, but now I'm happy with it. I'm kind of like, yeah. If this helps other people get this in ways that they couldn't before, I'm I'm all for it. So awesome. yeah, I can I can really I can really feel that as well. That sense of the fact that it that I had to go through that Virgo experience makes it totally makes sense to me and and I'm totally at voice. ease with it I hear it in your voice it's self-confidence mm-hmm. cool mm-hmm. Aries mm-hmm. was in the 11th house on the solar return as well um, beginning with Uranus so it's um, mm-hmm. it so expresses that new beginnings in uh, stepping out into the big unknown exploration into different ways of publishing. Um, yeah. 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 Break, it feels like break new ground. Yeah. Look yeah. out, world. <laughs> Here I come. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I love it. That's cool. Cool. <laughs> cool. Thank oh, you. Okay. You're welcome. Thank you, you guys, for your wonderful um Leo rising examples because uh, Leo, of course, what? <laughs> I don't know. That's just what are the odds? I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, we're at the top of the hour, you guys. So, if, do you have any questions about 
this. We have all week to play with it on the forum as well and to look at other uh, other solar return charts and go through uh, more more things with it. So there's lots more room for play. But if you have any questions, shout them out now for the recording. And uh, and otherwise, then we'll be meeting up in the forum. Cool. Sounds great. Okay. Awesome. Do you guys... Thank you so much because this has just been the coolest call with everybody numbers at their fingertips and jumping in <laughs> and spotting stuff like chart reading like a pro. <laughs> I love it. Thank you, for Jeanette and, and Kim, for um, creating this opportunity for all of us. Uh, yeah, well, thanks amen. for joining yeah, us thanks. for the party. Wouldn't be a party yeah. without you guys. <laughs> Thank you. Good night, guys. Okay. Right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Big love, everyone. Bye. Big love.